0: Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her, when the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and touched the bier they were carrying him on and the bearers stood still. Jesus said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you O Christ. (coughs) The front cover of the service sheet shows a picture of a person holding up a sign which says, Jesus changed my life. And... You'll notice that was a the theme in all three readings. The widow of Zarephath, um, her life was changed by, and her son's, by Elijah as God healed her son, brought him back from the dead. The Gospel reading, the widow of Nain, her son, is brought back from the dead by Jesus. And in the reading from Paul's letter to the church in Galatia, he reminds them of the transformation that God had wrought in his life. And how people had seen that transformation and praised God for it. Imagine that you are walking in the crowd from our gospel reading. With the widow, her family and the funeral goers. I'd like us to try to imagine what that would have been like. Imagine if you were walking a few paces behind the beer um, a bier, by the way, um, was something like a wooden-framed stretcher um, on which they would carry um, the body. It wasn't in a closed coffin. The, the body would be, would be lying on the wooden bier so that the body would be visible. And, um, and people were carried on it from the person's home to where they would be buried. Imagine, in your mind, it's a hot day in Galilee... The town of Nain was about six miles southeast of Nazareth. And you're walking behind the bier amongst a crowd of mourners um, with tear-stained faces, family, friends, people from the town who, who knew the young man. And you proceed from the family home towards the gate of the town. Death is commonplace, really, In that culture, everyone is familiar with the customs of the funeral. There are some professional mourners who would have been there wailing loudly so that friends and relatives, especially the dead son's mother, can cry their hearts out without the embarrassment of making a scene all by themselves. People are coming along with spices, ready to wrap the body in the grave clothes when it's placed in the grave, the family burial plot would probably have been a little way outside the town, perhaps in a small cave in the side of a hill. Perhaps other family members have been buried there and their bones would have been put in a, in a bone box, leaving the main shelf in the, in the tomb um, ready for the next burial. That's where you're going to. That's where the procession is going to. Imagine you're part of it, following that, that beer out of the town. A death in a small Middle Eastern community touches everybody, and this one is particularly poignant. The dead young man is the only son of this woman, and she is a widow. As far as family goes, she's now alone in the world. She's also just lost her only source of income for the family, because it's not easy in that culture, for a woman to earn enough to live off. And to add to the hardship, she also knows there won't be any grandchildren for her. It's the end of the family line. In sympathy, a large crowd from that small town has turned out to mourn with her, and you are one of them walking along behind the bier. There are no easy answers to her plight, but you feel a need to be one of those who stand with her in her grief. And then just as you pass under the archway of the town gate and you head out, a group of strangers appears walking towards you from the other direction. The man at the front looks perhaps vaguely familiar. Perhaps he's from a nearby local town. And as the strangers approach the funeral procession, the man at the front is looking intently at the bereaved widow. And there's a look of amazing sorrow and compassion on his face. And he stops right in front of her and he says an extraordinary thing, given the circumstances. He says, don't cry. And for a second, you you think that he might have just made the most terrible gaffe, telling a woman in this situation not to cry at her son's funeral. And the widow looks up into his face and something about this man's calm authority pervades the atmosphere and the bearers of the funeral bier stop. And then this man steps towards the bier, and he reaches out and he holds up his hand and he touches it. Nobody would normally do that except the bearers because it would make you unclean. But this man looks at the dead young man lying on the bier and now he's telling him to get up. You can't believe it. And now he's actually getting up. He's actually sitting up. And within a few seconds, as it begins to dawn on the crowd, what's happened, the whole funeral procession goes wild. You can't believe what you're seeing. And people are now rushing from the back of the procession to get to the front to see what's going on. And you don't know whether to look At the young man who's just risen from the dead. At his mother who's just seen her son come back from the dead. Or at the man who seems to be responsible for it. And then someone mentions the name Jesus. And it it quickly goes around the crowd. And you remember that you've heard rumours of this person. Although you've never seen him before. And then the awe kicks in. This must be God. The rumours must be true. This Jesus person must be from God, perhaps even the Messiah. Others are now beginning to to shout and give thanks to God and praise him for what's happened. This young man brought back from the dead and this woman's future, transformed by the compassion of this man and his power over death. If nothing else of any significance ever happens in your life again, this day will have probably made everything worth it. I think this widow from the town of Nain would have happily held up that sign which said, Jesus changed my life. And the Gospels are beautiful because virtually all of the way through the Gospels we see Jesus coming into human situations, into illness, into suffering, into exploitation into abuse into bereavement or rejection and he transforms them and each time he does it it's like the kingdom of God comes in that moment breaking into people's lives and one might think well raising someone from the dead is a rather extreme version of transforming someone's life but I'm so glad that he did Because if Jesus can raise someone from the dead, then I know He can heal someone from illness. I know He can come into a broken relationship and restore it. I I know He can comfort a grieving family, like drummer Lee Rigby's family, or the families of the men who murdered drummer Lee Rigby. And if He has the power to overcome death, I know one other thing which is crucial. Because if God in Jesus has power over life and death, then I know that he can save me. I know that although I'm an incredibly flawed human being, he can redeem me. In fact, he has redeemed me. God looks at the world and all of the pain and violence and greed and selfishness and sadness and grief And just like Jesus looking at this widow, his heart breaks with compassion. And he cannot not step in to save us. And so he sends his son Jesus into the world to show us just how much God loves us. And because we can never make amends on our own for all the rubbish in our lives, he dies on the cross on our behalf he sacrifices himself on the cross in order that our lives can be restored in this world and in the world to come. Jesus changes lives. He transforms lives. He transforms situations and he's still doing it today. And this is such good news because we find ourselves in life situations which need his transforming power. We find ourselves stressed out by our jobs sometimes. Perhaps we have a less than sympathetic manager. Or out of work and desperate for a job. Or struggling with a family relationship. Or perhaps in fear of illness. Or caring for elderly relations in difficult situations or worrying about the mortgage payments or perhaps there's a moment coming up next week or next month or next year that you're dreading and he can come into those situations and what I'd like to do is I'd like to spend a little time now in what I might call imaginative prayer We've been imagining ourselves at that funeral procession in the town of Nain 2,000 years ago. But now I'd like us to, to jump forward. And whatever it is, I'd like you to think of a situation in your life that troubles you, that worries you, that concerns you, that makes you sad, that you fear. Whatever it is, I want you to think about a situation, and, and let's do this prayer for you. Let's close our eyes as we do this. And just imagine that particular situation in your life that needs redeeming. I want you to picture it. And as you picture the scene, allow yourself to feel the emotion which that situation provokes in you. Feel the sadness, feel the anger, feel the, the stress, the worry. Allow those feelings to come forward. And as you picture that situation, I want you to watch as Jesus comes into the scene. I want you to imagine Jesus is walking right into the middle of that scene. And let him approach and perhaps speak and perhaps touch and perhaps command. He may not do what you expect or say what you expect, but just imagine and watch what he does. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your love. The love which transformed that widow's life. And we acknowledge that you have the power to transform our situations and our lives today. And we pray for each person here this morning that you would go ahead by the power of your spirit... And shed light where there's darkness. And give hope where there is despair. And provide clarity where there's confusion. And healing where there is brokenness. And pour out your love where there is anything less. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.